Yomi continues in Orla. We are finishing the second parak today and beginning the third parak. Bezrat Hashem. So we are on Mishnah Yud Zayin, Mishnah Seventeen in the second parak. Basar Kodshe Kodshim, a piece of meat that was the holy of holies. As we mentioned in yesterday's limud, this is a chatat or an asham where the kohanim can eat some of this meat. And Ola is also Kodshe Kodshim, as we noted, but no one eats that except the Mizbeach. So this time, this was mixed with Basar Kodshim Kalim, which is the less holy of holies. So for Karbanot, this refers to things like a Pesach, or a Toda, or a Shlamim. Now meat from these offerings, certain parts of these offerings, is eaten by non-Kohanim, but only when they're Tehorim. Which, by the way, Rabotai, is why we need that para aduma, so we can perform the ritual of para aduma, make the mechatat, and become purified from corpse tuma and eat our koje kolim in the beta mikdash bim heira veyamena. So what's going on is this: a piece of kojim, a koje kojim, a piece of koje kolim. It was nitbashlu im basar hataiva, and it was cooked together with basar hataiva, which literally means the meat of desiring, the meat you desire, which really refers to chulin, regular old meat, but the psukim that talk about eating meat outside of the Mishkan or outside of Yerushalayim, they refer to it as basar taiva when you'll have a, a ta'ava, like lashon beteavon. Beteavon is the same lashon of basar taiva. Like when you desire to eat meat, you'll go ahead and eat meat outside of the temple. Once, once the Jewish people get to Eretz Yisrael, when we were in the Midbar, the 40 years in the Midbar, the only way to eat meat actual actual flesh, actual meat, was in the temple. Now, when Hashem sent the Slav, the quail, that's not a species that can go to the Mishkan or the temple, so that was permitted to eat outside the Mishkan as Basar Tava. It's worth looking, Rotai, in Bahalotcha, in Bamidbar uh, chapter 11, when the people are complaining that they want meat, and Moshe is talking to Hashem, Moshe says, could we possibly slaughter enough cattle to feed everyone? And this was not a rhetorical question, because at that time, there were not very many Kohanim and not a lot of opportunity in the Mishkan to, you know, process. It wasn't a Shlokhtais for Baisai. It wasn't like, didn't have the volume capability to process meat for every single person. And they would have to eat meat, actual, you know, actual fleshigs of, you know, cows, goats, and sheep would have to go through the Mishkan to be eaten. So Moshe was not asking a rhetorical question. Would it be possible to process all these animals in the Mishkan? So Hashem Davka sent a piece of meat, you know, bird, uh, that did not have to go to the Mishkan. Anyway, that's Basar Atava, which was permitted outside of the temple, not as a carbon, once we got there, it's thrill. So the din here is Asr Litzmeim. It's forbidden to Jews who are Tame. Now, the reason here, again, is because both Kodshe Kodshim and Kodshim Kolim um, are permit are not allowed to people who are Tame. Now, Kodshe Kodshim is eaten by Kohanim, but only when they're Tahorim. And Kodshe Kodshim, the parts that can be eaten by Yisraelim, is also only when they're Tahorim. So this mixture, even though the Bartner explains, again, like in Mishnah 16, there's enough Chulin here, there's enough Basar Taiva, there's enough regular meat to be Mavatel, one of these pieces of meat. So we can treat this, this mixture that was cooked together, this Cholent, as if the Kodshe Kodshim is Batel, but the Kodshe Kalim is still extant. So people who are Tmeim can't eat it but Tahorim can. As it says, Mutter Litzahorim. 
And it's, of course, it's, it's a Musar based on Mesil Yisharim. As you purify yourself and you rise in levels of Vodat Hashem, you might think that you're closing doors, you know, things you, certain things you can't do or don't want to look at or think about, but you're actually opening more doors to more spiritual possibilities in your life. Let's move on to the third parak in Orla. Chapter 3, mission number 1. Beged, you have a garment, that you dyed it, it's dyed in the wall now, Beklipe Orla, using shells of Orla. You can imagine you wanted a nice bright red, so they used pomegranate husks and prepared a dye out of these, but they were Orla pomegranates. Yidolik, so the din is you have to burn up the garment. Again, Kilaya Kerim and Orla are Aser Behano. You can't have any enjoyment from them, not just not eating them, but even wearing them as clothing. Nitarev Bechirim, he made a shirt that was dyed in the wool here with Orla, and it was mixed up with a bunch of other shirts, and they're all, you know, the same color. They're not distinguishable. Kulam Yidolaiku. Dave Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir says you got to burn all of them. Now, the reason you can't be bottle, even if you have 200 shirts, 201 shirts, if you add the Orla shirt, is because he says once it's sewn into a beged, once it's prepared as, an, as a garment, it is hashuv. It is important. And something that's hashuv, important, is not bottle even in a thousand. So if a mayor holds its hashuv as a beged, and it's not bottle, so if nebuch, the orla beged, is mixed up, you have to burn everything. The sages say it is bottle in 201, as we've seen in the previous parak that but that Orla and Kiliakarim themselves are bottle in 201. The sages do not hold that a garment is a davar hashuv, an important item that is immune to being bottle. They say only certain things that are listed in another Mishnah are actually have that status. Whereas Rabbi Meir holds this is a davar limnot. It's something that you count it out, meaning when you go to the store and buy it, you don't buy a pound of shirts. You don't buy a gallon of shirts. You buy one shirt or five shirts if there's a sale. Since it's sold by the unit and not by weight or measure, then it is not bottle according to Rabbi Meir.